This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Some dry areas of South America receive forecast meaningful rains, reducing crop stress. The stage of crop development varies there from harvest beginning in the north, where after they begin to plant their second crop corn, to their just finishing planting corn and soybeans in Argentina. As a general statement, February there is our August in terms of plant reproduction. It's been historically dry in the Mato Grosso this season, even for La Nina, but timely rains can improve the outlook considerably. Argentina is forecast to get a drink and then go dry again. The rain events will be watched and must measure up to expectations. There's no indication that the larger weather trend resulting from the La Nina has changed. The La Nina is likely to last for months yet, impacting at least the beginning of the U.S. growing season. This has been a demand bull market, and there is little sign that high prices have yet curtailed usage. Last week, USDA reported very strong export sales of 1.817 million metric tons of soybeans and 468,000 metric tons of soy meal. Corn export sales of 1.427 million metric tons was reported. All were well above trade estimates. The price of corn is still above $11 a bushel in China. Strength in the livestock complex will help them pay the higher feed bill. High price feed makes for high priced livestock. Yet placements of 100.8% shows feedlots are more bullish for cattle prices than they are fearful for feed costs. Weekly ethanol production was up 1 million gallons, so that industry has yet to blink. The Trump administration did issue three new SREs, but the ethanol industry got a judge to stay them. Pro-ethanol interests are now more in control of the levers of government, which is why the anti-ethanol interests will spend more on lawyers in a reversal. As such, overall, there is still no evidence of demand rationing. Lower prices would certainly not cause demand rationing. Instead, they'll offer end-users a buying opportunity. Yet, if viewed in historical context of the last decade, grain and soy prices were near the highs last week where funds balked. After last Friday's shellacking, markets did recover some on Monday. If funds do not sell, then the selling stops as no one else is. As prices soared, I was waiting for the market to single benchmark highs from which targets for sales could be derived. Markets rarely top with no topping action, but the first thing necessary for a top is to stop rising. Markets met that criteria last week. January highs of 1436 in March soybeans and 536 in March corn are now targets to make sales. I would split the bushels in the bend into thirds and sell one-third at or near January highs. Will they get back there? The odds still favor that they'll go higher, but they can go lower first. With investment funds entering commodities, I expect commodities to act similarly to the equity markets, where all corrections have become buying opportunities and new highs follow large corrections. Demand bull market is not that easily squashed. I've taken a long-term approach to the bull market, never adding to my initial longs from last summer. The weakness is likely a fourth wave correction, which would support the outlook for new highs. At the very least, we would need to see some topping action as well, and some fundamental evidence that demand has been rationed. On the cattle, no sign that feedlots been scared away from placements on feed because of corn prices. Marketings were up 1% last month, and they are filling all the empty pens. 
The result was a few more cattle on feed than the trade expected, which supports feed demand. The report was interpreted a bit negative relative to expectations. I said that I was hopeful, and the cattle complex broke out to the upside above technical overhead resistance with strong weekly closes ahead of the report. Now they have to do what they have had difficulty accomplishing so far this year, which is follow through. I'm still hopeful. On hogs, China reported another outbreak of African swine fever, reported to be a new variant. They have no vaccine for the first one yet, so control depends on isolation and containment. They have come to know that drill and are serious about how they approach it. The world is getting a real education on how viruses work. We will do well to keep African swine fever out of this country. The pork trade in Europe between the UK and European Union has broken down, with pork at the port intended for the UK rotting. That may be an opportunity for U.S. pork. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com. Or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.